Hello, you're listening to the Beats and Bleeps podcast. I'm your host, Anthony. Today, my guest is Jazula. Um, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Just trying to deal with that post-festive period low and things, but yeah, it's, it's all good. Um, so, I mean, generally where I start the sort of interview and conversation is kind of your your musical journey, how you what music you were doing growing up and then how you became to work in in video game composing yeah um so i have not been a composer that long i i've been producing music for close to almost seven years now at this point um but i didn't start composing for media until late 2019 um and prior to that i was uh a classically trained pianist, um, played cello and orchestra growing up, but I didn't do any kind of composing and didn't know that this was an option for me until I um, got to university and I didn't do anything with music, but I did take a class that was um, related to hip hop and called performing hip hop. And they allowed us to make songs in it just for fun. And it all kind of took off from there when I was in university. Ah, cool. So um, I'm guessing with the like classical train pianist and stuff like that that was for your upbringing yes yeah so i started playing piano when i was um very young because i saw my sister playing piano and i begged my parents and they were like i don't know about this but <laughs> they luckily allowed me to um take lessons and you know i've always loved music so that was um that was a way for me to get into it yeah nice and then from from there doing the sort of uh, hip-hop production we'll say at, at um, yes. university where how how did that then snowball into working on on soundtracks of video games yeah well so i always wanted to do music but i didn't i couldn't afford to do music in school financially and so i actually i went to an engineering school and this was uh one of the liberal arts that we got to take and so in my, all of my spare time, I started working with indie producers and indie artists, and I found that <laughs> I, didn't, um, I didn't love it at the time. I think nowadays I might go back, in the future, I would love to go back and work with singers and rappers and such. But at the time, I did it for a couple of years, and you know, I was like, I'm not really sure about this. And so one day I was looking to do something different with music, and I literally just randomly decided you know what i'm gonna start trying to make some video game music some film music and see how that works out for me and it's yeah it's kind of blossomed into a whole career which is awesome yeah that's cool i mean i guess in you were a gamer or played games before going into that yes. route yeah, so it was kind of very much so kind of like a combination of the the music and gaming passions then was mm-hmm. that sort of thing so what what was the um first game you you worked on Oh, the first game I worked on was, let me look at my list, <laughs> a couple of years ago. I think it was, um, it's a game that has been discontinued, but I believe it was called uh, uh, Tesseract Prime. And it was, oh, I don't know if it's discontinued, but I, I'm no longer working with the um, creator of the game. And he... Um, yeah, he was developing like a kind of like a space sim, sort of like Mass Effect type game, I think. Yeah. And uh, I worked with him on a couple of tracks, and then we d- we just went our separate ways. But yeah, I remember when I started out, I was reaching out to a lot of people and sort of doing the cold DM, cold email thing, which I don't do anymore. But um, 
I mean, I think I think there's you know always like a stigma around it, but I think it's tough when you get started and you have nowhere to start, right? Yeah. And you have no connections or anything, so it's like as long as you're respectful about it, I think people don't mind as much, and you do your research. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if you you've got a showreel <laughs> of orchestrated stuff, and it's like, oh, right. pitching to someone that wants right, something exactly. completely opposite, it's like, oh, okay. But you know, it's kind of right. knowing knowing what you want to do and what they need as well. So, what what was mm-hmm. the first first game that had a an official release that you had done the soundtrack for yeah so a lot of i've worked on i think 11 or 12 games at this point and um most of them actually have gotten to early access or are still in development and then uh the spirit and the mouse which i'm sure we'll talk about a lot today is the first one that has made it all the way through 1.0 and so that was my first commercial release and that was a lot of fun to work on so yeah we'll go into the spirit of the mouse i'd say in our conversations i i played it um the end of last year and really enjoyed it mm-hmm. so how how did awesome. that how did that come about was that just a case from the the dms or was that yeah i um i had seen so alex struke and lucy lescue are the um they comprise the studio album and I had seen on Twitter that Alex posted a very, very old um, screenshot. I don't know if it was a screenshot. It might have been a GIF at the time of the cafe, which is now, of course, a cornerstone of the screen and the mouse um, many, many years ago. So it was, I think, maybe early 2020. And um, he he posted what I just saw, like the beautiful orange light in like the blue, the blue nighttime right yeah. atmosphere. And I was just so drawn to it. And I said, hey, I love what you guys are doing with this. Um, very coincidentally, the week before I reached out to them, I had just, I had put out like, um, I want to say an album of a bunch of different tracks and different styles that I was just playing around with. And I had sort of imagined all these different scenarios. And one of them was literally called Paris Cafe. <laughs> <laughs> so I sent this whole, you know, I sent all these tracks to them in it, and they were like, oh, your first track is literally like this. We want to do like a French game and it was just very coincidental and they they said yeah let's let's try it out and so i had worked with them for a little bit made a couple tracks and it was going well so we decided to do the full soundtrack together that's cool i guess in from like the sort of idea the small town in france it kind of lent itself to that i mean i was going to describe it as parisian cafe music and then <laughs> the fact you had called that track that is like, like nuts yeah, yeah. So I mean, I'm guessing. I'm guessing it, it might not be the case, but you kind of pulled on those sort of like vibes of like you know accordion and then very relaxing piano sort of um, those classic French composers yeah. and things like that. Was that sort of your main influences, or was you know, is there any others that you had for that? Well, and we can go into more detail about this later too. But um, it was interesting because the soundtrack sound changed significantly. So what's special about the soundtrack is I came in very early. Um, I came in right at the beginning of development, which is not always obviously the case for composers. Um, Many times I've come in at the end, which of course is fine. But the special thing about coming in so early is that you get to really help the story evolve. And, you know, especially with the team where I was fortunate to be like, very involved in the development process it's like i got to see the story grow and so with that the soundtrack grew so when we started originally it was sort of what you mentioned that's i want to say a little bit stereotypical what you would think of from outside france you know like um (laughs) french cafe music so accordion you know um like a little bit of ratatouille vibes um 
And then as the soundtrack grew, we realized that the so much accordion was a little bit hard on the ears. So I remember Professor Layton being a very big influence yeah. in the start. Love those soundtracks. Um, and then, you know, we were like, this is a little bit... We played like a, a small demo, I think maybe a couple months in, and we said, you know what? This is a little bit too much accordion. <laughs> um, you know, your ears get tired of just the buzzing all the time. And so we sort of scrapped that idea and worked a couple things around. And then um, I drew a lot more influence from French composers like Debussy, Chopin, that kind of thing. And the whole soundtrack became much more piano-driven, which I think was a good idea. Yeah. I mean, it kind of has as well, like, the accordion is, as you said, can be a bit of a great in sound after a while. Yes. <laughs> but then having, like, the piano, it kind of lends itself to the the journey and things like that. Obviously, the mouse doesn't have a name, does it? I've not forgotten that. <laughs> her, her name is Lila. Oh, of course um, it is, But it, yeah. doesn't, it doesn't come in until the very end, yeah. so no worries. <laughs> but I've, yeah, I was like, I don't know, I'm sure it's mentioned, but then I couldn't... But I, She's I, just I, mouse for yeah. most of the game. <laughs> But yeah, obviously yeah. you have the journey, like obviously helping people out and all the sort of different people's problems. And, you know, some of them are silly. Some of them are a bit emotional. It's kind of like the way the piano plays plays up to those different things is really nice, the way it's done. I mean, in terms of in terms of that product, uh, project, project how, how, how did you feel about the response to the, the game overall and then the soundtrack specifically? Yeah, I, I mean, I was I was really happy to see that it was very positive. Um, I think... You know, it's it's tough to get your name out there. So, of course, I would love for more people to find out about this game. But especially nowadays with in the indie market being so saturated with so many great games. Um, but everybody who's played it has really loved it, which is wonderful to hear. You know, and I think people really resonate with the fact that it's, you know, um, it's a game that has packs a lot of emotional punch if you can make it all the way through. Um, you know, it's about helping people. It's about the difference that you can make in your tiny corner of the world. And I, it was wonderful to be able to help tell that story musically, right? So, I mean, the game is split into kind of, from the music side, two parts. So you have the, the game music, right, of course, with mini games and area themes and all of that. And then you have the cutscenes. And so there's almost, I want to say almost 15 minutes of cutscenes, which is basically like a, the length of a short film, a longer short film. Um, within the game and so getting to tell Lila's story through those cutscenes alongside the story of the game was just wonderful so yeah I mean obviously I don't want to spoil it to people that play but like the last sort of <laughs> the last sort of section of the game and the the thing yeah. is very very moving and yeah it goes back to what you were saying about like how how a small difference can make a, a big yeah a small thing can make a big difference to um to someone yeah and it's i i found it very sort of like it was moving in the sense but i don't want to especially after mentioning ratatouille i don't want to say like it kind of has that sort of like disney vibes where it's kind of childish but there's a big um not childish but like sort of more i can't think of the word now but that sort of like playful um, yeah it's whole side of it. yeah like yeah it's it's playful it's it's um we aimed with the game to make it something that um, all ages can enjoy. Yeah. Of course, like, you know, we, I mean, the three of us enjoy other games too, you know, like Lucy is a big Bloodborne and Dark Souls fan <laughs> and Elden Ring and all this stuff. So it's like, you know, we do have other interests, but with this game, we aim to make it possible for um, all ages and especially for non-gamers too. Like a lot of my friends are, you know, casual gamers or people that we know who don't play a lot of games. It, we wanted to make it accessible to them and you know it's um i hope we achieve that but yeah the, the ending is meant to be you know um 
leave you with a good feeling and you know your heart yeah it definitely left me with that i mean i'm glad that it didn't go down as much as i love like dark souls <laughs> and blood you like every time you fall off the fall off something it's like you die it's like oh i don't oh, need this oh. right now <laughs> oh yeah can you imagine fall damage in this game it'd be horrible yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. man i mean maybe that can be a an unlockable mode for people that have got got some form of um sadistic tendencies or something <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> so with um, so obviously you mentioned quite a few of the games you're you've worked on or are working on are in um early access. I think there's a few you mentioned that are kind of um stylistically very different from uh, Spirit in the Mouse. Um, so like Mid Autumn is um it's a roguelike, plus sort of like platformer roguelike sort of game. It's and a roguelike dungeon crawler, yeah. Yeah, and the the soundtrack on your website it's um sort of like a chilled bt sort of with like asian in, uh, instrumentation and so what how did that come that game come about and yeah um i loved working on mid-autumn um we're still working on it now but i'm sort of waiting for the next phase of more music that i'm going to write for the game um so uh Trivine uduwana is a uh he's a he's a developer i don't remember where he's from i know he's somewhere in the u.s um maybe on the west coast but so he reached out to me saying that he had seen some of my work and he really enjoyed my work um and would i be interested in writing on this game which was i was like yeah i love the concept um it's about uh this young person robin and they they live in the town of nambuque and it's somewhere on the uh, california coast and they're trying to save their hometown from gentrification because of course, that's what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they seem to, they, what's interesting is they discover a lot of different spirits um, and like a portal, I guess, to the spirit world in their town. And so they're basically, they have to go through and, you know, defeat, defeat spirits um, in a dungeon crawler and uh, a lot of really interesting things in this game. So it's, it's a really wonderful game. Um, yeah. So he reached out to me and the whole team is made of, uh, folks from asian diaspora backgrounds which is wonderful because it's an it's an asian diaspora story and so he asked he he knew that i um had a lot of familiarity with fusion stuff yeah. uh, i would say that i my style is like kind of in the fusion space i work with a lot of different world instruments a lot of different genres mixed together that's what i like to do and yeah so he reached out to me for that and what i've been doing is mixing a lot of different asian instruments um from all over south and southeast and east and west asia <clears throat> with um sort of like urban beats and modern stylings which is really fun so with um so with that is there sort of a estimated release date for the game at the moment or is it just when it's ready yes this one is going to be in early access so it's coming to early access on steam uh may 9th this year this year so that'll be i guess like five months from now yeah yeah roughly um but yeah it'll be coming up on early access and then you know how that goes and then i'm sure it'll be pushed forward and I noticed, um, and again, this may just be not the main part of the game, but there's on the Steam page, there's sort of like quite a lot of, um, is it like animated cutscenes or is that just an intro? Is that sort of like different style of um, audio you would do for that compared to the actual gameplay? Yeah, so that, um, I believe the trailer that is on the Steam page, I did not do the music for the animated part. Um, they he had actually commissioned that from a band called the either um which is a wonderful like uh it's made of three asian folks and they play like traditional 
um, Asian instruments, but yeah. in like a like somebody's playing like a pipa and like a slap bass style, which is insane to me. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's it's uh, the the cutscenes depending on. Um, I'm not scoring cutscenes for this one okay. so far, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So it, this game is interesting because it's there's so much music, so it's a mix from original music from me, and then they are licensing also artists, some Asian artists, and then they're also looking up production music. So it's a that's a great way to I think for teams with a on a budget who can't afford wholly you know custom music from a composer to get music for the game yeah and obviously that kind of um lend itself to kind of a much bigger range of styles and stuff as well for those sorts mm-hmm. of things yeah. so that's really interesting it's definitely one when i was looking at the um, steam page is like really intrigued to to find out more yeah, about and absolutely. actually get stuck into playing it as and when it when it's available <laughs> Yeah. yeah i'm excited <laughs> so with with in general terms like I'm, I'm guessing it may change for project to project but do you um in sort of your your process is it mainly sampled instruments or do you try and record uh, live instrumentation as much as possible yeah it depends on what the project is asking for um so I obviously work with a lot of samples, as you know, most most all composers do. Yeah. <laughs> most all composers do these days. Um, I have a a fairly large collection of instruments um, that I will record. So I have cello. I have a lot of different world instruments, um, a lot of different percussions. So I like to incorporate that a lot as much as I can. Um, and then uh, for the spirit and the mouse, we had a it was a very very small budget, but I was able to. Um, hire Emma Kramer Roger, who is a wonderful flute player from Saskatchewan in Canada. Um, and so she played on a lot of the tracks, uh, live flute, and she did a wonderful job. And I think that it just, it, even one live instrument can add a lot of dimension, you know? Yeah. Um, especially, I mean, it depends on the, the style, right? Because like other styles, you don't need live instruments. But this this soundtrack is very acoustic sounding, I would say. Um, and so it was great to have her add that breath of life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I love working with live musicians. I'm a musician myself, so it's always a lot of fun. And I think with the spirit and the mouse, it's kind of almost, even though it's not recorded in that sense, it kind of feels like the music is playing in the streets as you're, you know, you're going round. Yeah. It. it feels very, yeah. very at, not atmospheric. Well, yeah, it feels like you're in that <laughs> sort of street, and you, there's the band just out of sight playing that music, and it works really well from that that side of it. So another another um well there's uh, quite a few games to talk about but another one which is kind of a bit I don't really know how to word this but it's um but Baumap Studio is um mm. a bit of an interesting concept so obviously it's it, well, yeah. it's, it's a game but it's more a uh, a tool for making yes. maps and stuff so yes. how how did you approach that cuz obviously you know a lot of games is action and stuff like that whereas yeah so this is a, this is a really fun game to work on. I I started working on it a long time ago with Bradley Shepard, um, great developer. He really knows his stuff, um, and it's amazing to see how much he's ta- how far he's taken Battle Map Studio. And so he actually describes it himself as like a 3D sandbox, yeah. which I think is a perfect way of describing it. Because yeah, if those of you who don't know Battle Map Studio, it's basically a tool to allow people who play tabletop or other things to create battle maps basically you know as as you might imagine you can create environments um you can you know build houses and put stuff inside those houses so 
it is really like a role-playing playground, which is wonderful. And so um, when I first started, he had the game the project was much smaller, and he had just asked for a couple of area loops, you know, pretty standard work for video game composers. And then um, in recent years, I have been uh, scoring a lot of, um, I guess, scoring a lot of his videos because he's been putting out videos on Patreon and stuff like that. So... Yeah, the style has always been really bright and happy and fun. Um, yeah, Kishibashi is a big. Uh, he's a he's a, <laughs> I guess, instrumentalist and singer, um, but he was a big inspiration for this. That's cool. It's yeah. It's just um, when I was looking through, it, it's like it's quite a few of the games you've worked on cover quite a lot of ground in terms of genres and stuff like that. So yeah, you've got roguelikes and you've got sort of very chilled action ones, but then you know other ones there's quite a few platformers and stuff like that so is that is that one of the things you enjoy about it is you can cover completely different genres of music different emotions and you know work on different games yeah i think um for me i'm pretty genre agnostic when it comes to working on projects and i do have like some that i really enjoy so i like i really like fantasy but um i i love working on all different styles and for my own background coming from you know classical and then hip-hop and then pop and a lot of different stuff like that is um i just enjoy beginning to try a lot of different styles and i think it's always fun to be able to do so so cool i mean is there is is there like either a a genre of game that you would like to score for that you've not had the opportunity to or you know a genre of music you would like to yeah make for a game yeah i'm a big rpg fan like i'm I, I'm a big like MMORPG fan. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it'll ever happen, but I would, <laughs> it would blow my mind to be able to um, score for something like that. And something like open world is just like, that's some of my favorite stuff. So um, I, I really, I would love to score more fantasy games and more, or more sci-fi games. Like those are probably my two favorite. I would say fantasy is my top and then sci-fi and then horror and mystery are tied for third for my favorite genres to work in. Um, so any of those four, I would really would just love to do more work in that. Um, um, sci-fi, I've been, I've been on like a big cyberpunk kick in the last, <laughs> uh, not, not so much the game, but cause I don't, I don't have a PC unfortunately, but, um, I've been, well, I watched the anime and then I, I'm just like a big cyberpunk fan. So, um, playing in a cyberpunk, like TTRPG campaign right now, which is so much fun. Um, and so I love making music like that kind of music too. So, yeah. I mean, my uh, my partner's just well she finished playing cyberpunk 2077 the end of last year and she finished playing stray the other day and there's oh, yeah. bits in stray that's just like glorious i i feel like <laughs> i feel the the world design in stray is actually somehow more cyberpunk than the cyberpunk game cyberpunk. it was just like yeah yeah and that was Did they the... Ever get the issues resolved in cyberpunk 2077 um i heard that some stuff was patched up but i i haven't seen it so i mean i think from when she was playing it there wasn't any sort of major like bugs or game breaking <laughs> kind of things so there was just some okay some things she'll say like oh the driving's terrible okay. <laughs> it's just like it <laughs> okay. works but it's just not very good <laughs> it was but, surprising to me that they had so much so many issues with this game because like rockstar right has been doing this kind of stuff for ages yeah. so i don't know and i yeah, mean it it's strange obviously they'd made like the witcher games and stuff like that which is a day but yeah i i don't know enough about 
programming <laughs> and stuff. I don't want to comment and someone be like, oh, it's harder oh, yeah, than that. Sure. But, okay, so yeah. Yeah, yeah <laughs> for sure. But yeah. Um, and another, another one of the games that's coming soon um, from the list on your website, Romance is Dead. So yes. that's a visual yes. novel. Yes, visual novel, puzzle solver, dating sim. Um, it's a small game, so I think they're... they're it was... Uh, I want to say it was funded on Kickstarter. I don't remember, but it was, um, <clears throat> I, yeah, I believe it was funded and they should have a demo coming out sometime this year, I believe, um, for early access as well. Um, and this one was really fun because we have three composers for this. Uh, so there are, I mean, there's a number of different styles in the game. And so, you know, one of the composers is more, um, more like instant metal and that kind of stuff so we have hunter bass and adam helpin are the two other composers and the three of us had a lot of fun um coming up with stuff for this uh it's a like goth dating sim so i <laughs> i love like all the like there's a lot of like you know moody dark 80s goth type styles and there's also rock and there's also like spooky music so yep that's cool i mean i'm guessing with working with other composers you kind of each have your own sort of style but then you have to work together to make sure it sounds coherent and stuff like that yes absolutely that's cool i mean i like the idea of any sort of thing that's a little bit gothy because it's like and not that sort of like where it's like oh it's gothy but actually it's just medieval and it's like no that's not that's not it it's like, i want i want the 80s goth vibe yeah yeah absolutely i'm a i'm a big goth fan so <laughs> so to, in terms of yourself um what's your sort of like um general musical influence is there any artists that growing up or you know you attribute as inspirations it's interesting when i was a child um there wasn't really any music in the house my parents didn't really listen to music and you know um i'm i mean my sister plays piano but i'm really the only person in my family who is very into music i guess yeah. now that i do it professionally um but so when i was a child i really I, I listened to what was on the radio so i listened to a lot of classical and jazz and that was kind of like i grew up listening to like billy holiday and fats domino and um you know all that kind of stuff and then um i didn't start listening to really to popular music until i was like much older um but nowadays i listen to everything i'm a big like r&b fan um hip-hop pop uh folk um yeah, I'm. I'm. I just. I listen to everything nowadays, and so uh, I can. Let me see what I have recently in my list. <laughs> um, I've been listening to. Oh, I'm. I'm a big like Polyphia fan. Okay. I don't know if you know Polyphia. I've heard the name, but I don't think I've listened to them. It's one of those ones where someone's like, "Oh, you should listen to this." And it's like, I'll put it on the massive list of things I'll yeah. never get around to doing. <laughs> Their recent album was really good. Um, it was called Remember That You Will Die. And so they're like a progressive, I would say progressive rock, but they mix a lot of different genres together. So they'll do like, in, in some ways, like their guitar stylings are almost, almost feel classical in a way, um, mixed with like trap, um, trap beats and stuff like that. So as you can see, I really like fusions. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. That's definitely one I I need to check out. Um, 
eventually <laughs> people keep making far too much music and there's not enough That's time too in the much world. music too many games yeah. too much tv yeah <laughs> we're living in an era of so much stuff to listen to and watch and play yeah. we are i mean it's good but also the the fomo is ridiculous <laughs> oh, i know <laughs> yeah i'm really bad about um actually getting time to sit down and play games or like watch tv or stuff like that so people will people will you know recommend something to me and i'm like i will listen to the soundtrack <laughs> and then i'll get, actually you know actually do the thing at a later day <laughs> but i always try to listen to the soundtrack at least so yeah yeah it's that's the other thing as well is it's like now they're now it's all becoming separate media as well it's like years mm-hmm. ago when i was growing up it's like if you like a game soundtrack you would play the game play the game yeah, yeah it's exactly. like it didn't, didn't exist as a thing outside and now you know we've got streaming and yeah so much stuff being mm-hmm. physically released again now it's just you can actually just listen to the soundtrack so I, yeah i try and make it work when when i'm when i'm working i was like I'll, I'll put some soundtracks on it's like then i end up listening to game soundtracks before i've played the game it's like oh i really like this soundtrack hopefully i actually like the game <laughs> yep yep <laughs> absolutely so with um when i was looking through your your website you've also done some work for like um film and animation is there much difference in your process for how you approach writing music for a game to a film yeah it's it's very different because um like for those who aren't familiar like games right are you might imagine there's a lot of different areas it's a lot more I would say atmosphere based, right? Because um, a lot of times you want to deal with background, you know, kind of like an area theme, or maybe you're doing game like themes for a mini game, or yeah. So it's and and the thing is, it's interactive, right? Because like games are in this game, in the Spirit and the Mouse, I was thinking about the most recent game that I did was not as interactive. The main interactivity in the music was basically when you go higher, it fades into a version that is piano only. Um, as you climb up on top of the buildings and stuff like that. So it becomes a little bit more calm and more ambient. But other than that, we didn't include that much interactivity. And so, you know, with games, you have to deal with all the middleware of um, implementing the audio, which I don't do a lot of. Um, I would love to learn more about it in the future, but I just haven't done a lot of it in the past. Um, versus film, you're scoring to picture, right? So you want to, you have to hit timing exactly. And yeah. it's linear, right? It's, right, like it, it'll never change. It is, that is the static you know, here's your film, here's a scene, it's not going to change, so you have to hit certain points. So there's different there's different challenges to both. I really enjoy doing both. Um, so, yeah. I won't ask if you've got a preference with which you prefer. <laughs> I slightly prefer film, I think, and animation, uh, but most of my work has been in games um, because... I don't know. I, just, I started out working in games, so that's kind of, you know, most of what I've done. I... It's hard to say. I I really enjoy both, so it's like, you know, there's not really a huge preference. I guess slight leaning towards film and animation, but yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it's you obviously don't when you play a game, you kind of don't see it that sort of way because you're just you, you know when when you're playing it, you, unless there's something that's mm-hmm. obvious based upon my action something changes one interesting thing is like yeah as as you said like something might change and something like that but with games like because it's a loop right i think sometimes having to make sure it loops back is actually a bigger challenge than it feels like you know or it might seem because um 
I like getting, like, if you're telling a story in film, right, you get to just sort of make the scene and you have the beginning, middle, end of the song. Um, and if you have to do that and then loop it, you know, in a way that makes it sound right, sometimes it's challenging. So, like, with The Spirit and the Mouse, um, I hadn't realized that I was writing, you know, because there's not, like, a consistent beat, right? It's just, like, sometimes it sort of ebbs and flows. Um, and so, for example, like, in uh, The Spirit and the Mouse, some of the themes I was struggling to make it loop perfectly. And then we were saying, you know what, we'll just have it not sound like a perfect loop and it'll sound more like, you know, you're just listening to music in the street, I guess. Yeah. I think that goes back to what I was saying earlier about how it feels like it is a live <laughs> thing and it's not, especially with like the instrument set, it's very organic sounding. Whereas I may imagine if you've got like, you know, electronic music is very not all electronic music but most of it's very 4-4 beat it's very like you right, can get yeah. you can loop that so easily whereas when it's a bit more yeah. organic and it's just trying to like bring it background it's like yeah if i if i didn't even realize until you had, had mentioned about the when you go higher up like the way the music drops out and it's just left with the piano it felt so it just always felt like that's what the piece was written as rather than those bits dropping out. So it was done. the implementation was done so well that, you know, even when I try and listen to these things really, really in depth, trying to find interesting questions to ask when I when I do these interviews, it's like, I didn't even notice that until you said so. Yeah, it's well, very... Well, if we're doing our job right as composers, the music will just support what's there, right? Yeah. It's, it shouldn't stick out too much, so... Yeah. So no worries. Yeah, I mean, there's some there's some games where like it works really well. I was try, trying to think of examples, but like where you can tell like you're at, you're doing things with the music. Yeah, and you for know sure. that works really well. But yeah, it's like the fact it felt so in place in that game and. It, just really worked really well like from the actual soundtrack itself but to the implementation so yeah hats off to every everyone involved with that and i mean i'll continue to tell people to play that game because i really enjoyed it (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much i'm so glad um so yeah just in terms of uh, i mean you've kind of alluded to to the sort of games you like playing but and also the fact you don't really get a chance to play much anymore um but what is is it generally like MMO uh, RPGs, MMO RPGs that you play, or? Yeah, um, I would say so. Those are probably my favorite. Um, I had I had a little bit more free time recently, and I was trying out some different games. So I I got a chance to play Unravel Two, um, which is of course like a platformer, but it's got the unique uh, mechanic of you and the person you're co-oping with being tethered together. Um, so that was that was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that. Um, I wish they had like an online multiplayer version, but it's only couch co-op. Yeah. Um, uh, but the music is also wonderful. It's like a very like Scandinavian vibes, like very violin driven. I just thought it was amazing. Um, been playing a lot of Diablo three recently again, <laughs> going back to it because <laughs> um, sometimes you just want to mash buttons and kill stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that kind of stuff. Um, play a lot of animal crossing recently yeah so i i've been trying to get more into variety games and i got a switch last time or last year um which was my first console in a long time so it's amazing to just be able to discover you know a lot of different games (laughs) now there's so many on there it's nuts i mean i like the um 
the polarization between you playing Diablo 3 and Animal Crossing is kind of like <laughs> they're kind of like the the two like the two completely ends of the spectrum of gaming <laughs> I know I'm like stressed from like running Greater Rift runs and then I'm like oh, I gotta take a break let me go visit my island <laughs> And then you get frustrated fishing and you have to go and kill stuff again. <laughs> I know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, I haven't played Stray yet, but I, I had hoped to play it sometime. Yeah. It's, it's. I mean, I heard, you know, obviously it made huge waves last year. So a yeah. lot of people compare a spirit of the mouse is stray sometimes which is interesting they're not really similar except for the fact that you're playing like a small animal exploring a big town but i've heard so many good things that you know so i'd love to check it out yeah i mean i i kind of as i was watching my partner play it i've not i'll hopefully play it soon but it's obviously spirit of the mouse is kind of that as say like that sort of wholesome and stray is <laughs> to an extent but there's kind of a lot more I don't danger wanna... i guess yeah i don't i mean i don't want to say adult themes but like they're kind mm. of more like thought provoking and there's a lot more sort of like in-depth things in the in the world that is part of the game so it's kind of they they look similar if you see a screenshot in terms of like the viewpoint and the animal but then i feel like the story arcs are kind of again polar polar opposites of, of what yeah, it is for yeah. sure i mean i don't think the spirit in the mouse is there's too much weird robot bacteria infection stuff going on that i was aware of <laughs> no i should hope not <laughs> that's the that's the director's cut version of the game. <laughs> that's the one with the the dark souls mechanics and <laughs> exactly that i i my, my brain wants that to happen now but i feel that's a very specific <laughs> need for just me <laughs> So come on to the uh, the section I lovingly call quickfire questions, which okay. the idea is I ask you a favourite of something and you tell me the first thing that comes to mind. They never end up being quickfire, so don't worry about them. Um, or like having more than one favourite because I'm not going to hold anyone to that because I couldn't do that <laughs> myself either. But yeah, yeah. so what is your favorite video game of all time favorite video game probably world of warcraft um wrath of the lich king um because i grew up with it and i know that game and that soundtrack like back and forth like i could i could play that whole thing probably on the piano <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah um yeah big fan um i've i played i mean i stopped playing um world of warcraft like i, I would say like when a lot of the blizzard stuff was happening with the abk union and i wanted to support the union um and also i I don't i just don't have time to play wow anymore like i used to but i played for like 15 years so um that's always been a big part of my gaming life i guess i'm always shocked like i never actually i don't know if i want to admit this publicly but i never actually played world of warcraft but yeah i I feel it's (laughs) one of those yeah um but like i'm always shocked with like the longevity of it the fact that it is old yeah Yeah. but like people people are still playing like however many however many years and it's like you you potentially some some people have characters that now that in real life would be old enough to have children and it's like oh yeah yeah absolutely It's, it's crazy to think about um yeah i mean i've restarted my account a couple times so like i think my the, my recent account that I no longer use, obviously, is um, probably only a couple years old. But it's, yeah, it's crazy to think about how, you know, it's more than 20 years old at yeah. this point. So, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah I think that music evokes so much nostalgia for a lot of people, you know, which is just, yeah, 
yeah there's definitely been a few people that have said the um like the world of warcraft or the soundtracks are kind of their sort of favorite ones but everyone seems to have a specific favorite like expansion as well of it yes (laughs) (laughs) it causes a lot of it's very much a point of contention for a lot of people it's nice i mean yeah I, i kind of feel that's one of the reasons why it has kept its longevity i mean if it was just mm-hmm. the base thing it would probably you know would have yeah. been gone but yeah, yeah i mean sure. i think that's the thing it's like people people have their favorite story arcs from the main thing so it's cool and it's nice that it's like a, a a fun point of contention and discussion that your favorite part of your favorite game is is worth yeah. that much conversation <laughs> Oh yeah, and it's. I think it's like one of the. Re- I was thinking the other day. I was like, why, why is it so impactful? And I think it's because it's, because it is an MMORPG, right? And so I feel like a special thing with RPGs that I love is that you really get to immerse yourself in the character and in the world. And so, I think a lot of us, um, you know, when times are tough, play video games to kind of escape and getting to be in a world where you're controlling a character moving around and getting to experience a world i don't know stuff is tough right now right everybody's kind of having a hard time so getting to be in a world where you know you don't have those problems is always it, it's really meaningful and i think a lot of people having grown up with that that's so so much of the nostalgia factor right for them yeah definitely like i mean just in general i play games to kind of detach myself from the world but mm-hmm. then you mm-hmm. know mmorpgs you have that experience with other people and you know you can share that experience it's very uh it's one of the good things that comes out of life the very <laughs> things that get override by all the other nonsense but yeah yes absolutely so continuing on with the quickfire questions what's your favorite musical artist slash band slash composer of all times my favorite band is the amazing devil um they are a British uh, alt rock, alt rock, alt folk kind of band. I think alternative folk is probably a better term for them. Um, It's composed of Joey Beatty and Madeline Highland. Uh, Joey Beatty, you may know from the Witcher Netflix series. He plays Yaskier. Oh, yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. 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 Um, So him and Madeline Highland uh, are bandmates and they do really amazing stuff. It's like um alternative folk uh sort of fantasy-ish um sort of spooky uh and it's it's wonderful their their most recent album uh ruin i loved because it sort of brought back for me um the long form song format so a lot all, almost all the songs are like over four or five six minutes long um which you don't see nowadays in popular music right everything is sort of compressed i think and i think it's a lot of if it is because of social media like so many songs nowadays that are getting released are you know for tiktok or whatever and so they're two and a half minutes exactly (laughs) (laughs) um and so it's great to hear stuff like this where it sort of gives that old school rock vibe of you know like a rock opera or something that's really long and just takes you through a whole journey which i love so that'd be another one on the list i was going yeah i, I can't remember the his name that you just mentioned the guy that played yaskier but i was uh, watching a, i was watching an interview with him the other day and obviously there's the uh the very famous song from the witcher netflix series that he doesn't like yes. <laughs> he doesn't like it no and he's very obviously very very uh shy about <laughs> not liking it but yeah i imagine if you've heard it that many times a million times (laughs) yeah Yeah, you can get sick of it yeah Yeah. 
I mean, I didn't, I didn't realize until you said that that like he he was like in a band, or I, I just kind of assumed he was just an actor. I know kind of a lot of actors are also very talented musicians as well, but didn't realize didn't realize the extent of it. So that's cool. I mean, I kind of feel the yeah. Witcher they really nailed the casting with the people they got in terms of yes. background as well. Like obviously Henry Cavill's one a massive Witcher fan and also a nerd, just in general. So it suited it really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that, um, well, I I probably will watch, I don't know, I, I was really, I was personally, this is controversial, but I was personally really upset with how season two went down. I didn't enjoy the writing, um, but I really liked, because I, I like the books, so I was just like, this is kind of a weird adaptation of the books, but I, I liked the casting a lot. I think the cast um, is wonderful, um, and it's it's great to see, like, they were, <clears throat> they were bringing in a lot, like, a lot of diversity and stuff like that. Um, I wish that they would have included more of Slavic culture because obviously the games do a great job of this, the Witcher yeah. games, like, cause you know, obviously it's a, it's a Polish book. The author's Polish, like it's a big part of Polish culture, I think. And so it would have been great to see, you know, like the costuming or stuff like that. So I, season one, um, and this sort of ties into my favorite TV soundtrack, which is the season one Witcher soundtrack <laughs> from Netflix. Because um, the composers, uh, Sonia Bolosova and Gianna Ostinelli, they included so many different um, Slavic instruments. So they used a lot of like hurdy gurdy and, you know, balalaika and stuff like that, which I, I think just sounds amazing. So would have loved to see more of that from, <laughs> from this show, but it's okay. Yeah. I mean, I think I, because I, I hadn't watched it until. Uh, either series until like la- end of last year and then watch both back to back i think um i kind of miss the the changes and now when when now you've mentioned it, it's one of those where you kind of think back and say yeah it definitely seems to have shifted to more of like a, a western european kind of yeah. side of things but, but... which i think is you know i wouldn't i definitely don't blame the composer for this but i think like for season two it was joe trapanese who is very talented and i think i i feel like it's probably the producers or you know the executives are really pushing for this like i think nowadays it's it's sort of unfortunate so much of fantasy media nowadays is very like western very sort of either like british or american vibes and a lot of that is it would be cool to see, you know, other cultures brought into it, so it's not all the same one note like Game of Thrones, you know. Yeah, yeah, I kind of, uh, I kind of feel that's like um, just watching a lot of stuff. It's kind of very Game of Thrones ified. Yes, and like that sort of yeah. like this is what this obviously it wasn't, but like this is kind of like medieval Britain, and that's uh, exactly. that's kind of it. And it's like every every fantasy thing is set in this, and it's just so one one thing is like I said to my partner is about like The Witcher is like whereas quite a lot of fantasy stuff is very ye olde English speaking in <laughs> nonsense, especially elves. But then, like the witch is kind of very much like, oh no, here, here's it in a in a sense where you know he's going to speak in sort of very rough layman's terms and stuff like that, and I really like that. I mean, I yeah, mainly yeah. like it just because he says fuck a lot, but you know, that's... I, know. <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> yeah, I think um, I think he did. Henry Cavill did a wonderful job with playing Geralt. I think it was it was really spot on to what I was expecting, what I had imagined. Imagined, and same with um. Uh, I don't remember her name. The girl who played Siri, I think, yeah. also did a great job. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's. Um, I mean, I'm excited to see what season three and obviously the, the subsequent seasons bring, but 
hopefully it keeps in line with the books even though i've not read them i've heard like it is drifting further away as far <laughs> as it goes but yeah yeah um so yeah, I can continue, continue it on with the quick fire questions. I did, I did say they get very uh, distracted. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. I know it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I mean, I I'm definitely enabling it. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> but then your your favorite game soundtrack of all time? Game soundtrack. Um, so I mentioned WoW already. I'm going to mention a couple for this one. Uh, I I have been recently. I'll mention ones that I've been enjoying recently. Um, and so I obviously I really like the Witcher 3 soundtrack I think that's it's one of the best of all time um, I really liked Frostpunk I don't know if you've played I have not played but I've I've yeah. not played or listened okay. it's on my list but again it's good. massive list <laughs> okay so it's funny I was like why do I the soundtrack is so good like why <laughs> and then I realized the guy who composed it um, I don't know how to pronounce his name it's I think Peter Muziel? I'm not sure. I think he is Eastern European. I apologize. I don't know how to say his name. Um, he also worked on The Witcher, so I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I like this style. Um, so the Frostpunk soundtrack is really good. Um, Divinity, Original Sin 2. Um, let's see, what else have I been listening to? Uh, uh, Detroit Become Human. Yeah, that was a really good one recently. Yeah, so th those are some of the ones that I've been enjoying uh, recently. Um, when I do other work that doesn't require me to use my ears, I like to listen to a lot of game <laughs> soundtracks. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of forget that. Like, I've got a very—I I don't want to say boring, because it's not boring, but like a very office job. So it's like I could listen to music all the time. It's like, oh, I can listen to so much music and then have these conversations. Like, yeah, I can't because I do music or audio for my job <laughs> so i can't listen to other stuff <laughs> well i also i also have a day job and so like when i when i do that it's ah, okay. it's nice for me to be able to listen to it <laughs> but yeah. when i'm working obviously when i'm working on music i can't do that so i mean is there in in terms of game soundtracks is it a case of you, you like i mean you mentioned that frostpunk you've not actually played the game is it you appreciate the soundtrack as just music or is it is it how for some of it how it works in the game itself yeah i have not played the game so I, it's it's mostly just enjoying it as music um i find that a lot of times when i listen to music uh half the time it's i'm just obviously listen to enjoy and then the other half of the time it's like i'm in a phase of looking for references for something right or i'm trying to like study a style and so then i'll go through like you know a bunch of different artists in the similar style this one is interesting <clears throat> because I really like Dungeons and Dragons, so I play in a lot of D and D campaigns. And my DM for one of the campaigns, she had she needed like a boss theme, and she brought on this song, and I was like, "This is crazy good! What is this?" And she was like, "Oh, it's from like this game called Frostpunk." And so I looked it up, and then realized that I loved you know the whole soundtrack. So <laughs> nice, it's a very roundabout way of getting <laughs> getting to it. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh, carrying on with the, the quick fire questions, you mentioned obviously your favourite TV soundtrack is the uh, Witcher Netflix series. Do you have a favourite film soundtrack? Uh, favourite film soundtrack? Um, there's I have too many to count, I think, but I'll mention another, again, a couple of recent ones that I've enjoyed. So I really liked the um, Into the Spider-Verse. I've been listening a lot to that soundtrack with by Daniel Pemberton, who yeah. is one of my favorite composers he's awesome and he also did coincidentally the enola holmes 2 soundtrack which i also really enjoyed yeah so those are two recent favorites um i'm trying to think if there's any other ones uh 
Glass Onion just came out, which I haven't seen. I don't know if you got a chance to see it. No, I know it's on again on the list, but we want to watch the. I've not watched. Oh yeah, original... Knives Out. Yeah, okay. so yeah, I will okay. watch. I will watch it eventually. <laughs> that is one of my. So Knives Out was one of my favorite soundtracks. Also, it's it's really really good. Um, and so I haven't seen Glass Onion yet, but <laughs> I'm sure I will enjoy that soundtrack as well. It's by the same guy, Nathan Johnson. So. <clears throat> nice and then finally from the quickfire questions your favorite individual piece slash song from a from a game soundtrack favorite piece um i think care morin from the witcher 3 soundtrack is definitely got to be up there yeah i mean a lot any any honestly any of the songs from any of the soundtracks that i mentioned could be up there um I guess like kind of a, a funny one is I really like the Grand Theft Auto 4 like theme song. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Um, it's called Soviet Connection by Michael Hunter. Um, and yeah, it's, that's a really fun one. Um, I really liked... Uh, so the, this track that my DM had brought on for that boss theme from Frostpunk is called The City Must Survive. And that one is awesome. Um, from the sha- well, from the Wow Shadowlands soundtrack, there's one called Pride and Penance by Jake Lefkowitz, um, which is sort of like a spooky vampire type track, Ooh. which I really loved. So, yeah, those are some ones that I enjoyed recently. That sounds cool. I mean, I'm definitely going to start using lots more game music as backgrounds when I'm playing like board games and stuff that's fitting. Mm-hmm unfortunately we don't like me and my partner don't have anyone local near us to play dungeons and dragons and we really well i mean say we i speak for myself i really want to play it and she will play it because i will force her to but (laughs) i play a lot um online like a lot of my friends are virtual it is tough to kind of get it set up virtually but yeah if you know people then it, it works yeah let's try to find the people <laughs> for sure for sure yeah so yeah we kind of covered your um your past and present what you're working on is there any any games you're working on soundtracks of the work that you've got coming up i'm so i mentioned that i have more stuff coming up for mid-autumn um which as i mentioned is coming out on early access may 9th of this year um so i i do anticipate having a lot more work for that coming up um, and then finishing out some of the other games that are, you know, being released for early access or whatever. Um, and then recently I've been working on a lot of animation. So for some reason I've suddenly picked up a lot of animation <laughs> work. So I can't mention a lot of the details of that, but that's that's a lot of the work that I'll probably be doing. I think the first two quarters of this year is a lot of animation scoring, which is awesome. That's cool. And what's the best place to keep up with yourself and things you're working on? Is that your website or Twitter? website is good um jasula.com and then twitter is also good uh instagram yeah twitter and instagram are probably the main places although twitter is kind of dead now (laughs) a little bit i have no idea what's going on with it yeah it's a hot mess so um my website is the i I always keep my website up to date and then instagram twitter youtube kind of standard runabout (laughs) you know brilliant i'll put all the links to all of them in the episode description awesome. if people wanted to follow them um yeah i mean that's kind of came to the end of the questions i had for yourself emily i don't know if there's anything you'd like to add at all 
No, I just want to say thanks so much for having me. It's been a lot of fun. I'm glad. I've really enjoyed it as well. And I've got lots more things to go and listen to. <laughs> so yeah, yeah appreciate <laughs> appreciate your time and um, coming on and chatting to myself. It's been, been great fun. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much. And I'd once again like to thank Emily for taking time out of her schedule to chat to myself. You can find more information out about the podcast on our Twitter page at Beats Bleeps Pod and also on our website, beatsandbleeps.com. I'd like to thank you very much for listening and supporting the podcast. I hope you have a wonderful day.